0: Let's get on with the show. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO and owner of Like A Voss Social Media, Amanda Rillier Voss. And her website is likeavosssm.com. Amanda, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Jen.
1: Yeah, I thought I'd ask. um, Actually, uh, we were talking a little bit about this offline, which I think is super cool. Uh, For 2021, you have made it so that your whole team takes Fridays off of work.
2: No, this is like something that I'm really, really proud of. Um, I decided to implement this in 2021 after obviously a very difficult year that was 2020 for my mental health. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, as well for the mental health of my employees. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, tend to enjoy hiring other entrepreneurs. So it also gives them one day a week to work on uh, building their businesses. So far, it has been a total hit. Uh, today is Friday <laughs> and I am doing this, uh, but the rest of my day is open and I'm still kind of struggling with like, what do I do?
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I know for me in, um, in 2020, I started like, cause I just... I don't know what I did. I think it was out of anxiety and not knowing what the future was going to hold. But I found myself like working every day, like in 2020 to the point where I was like, okay, I have to absolutely take Sundays off. Like I just have to, okay? Like that's non-negotiable. Like that's what I was telling myself. And then when Sunday came, I was like, what do I do with myself? Like, can I open my laptop? Like, you know, it was just, um, really, I was just like, what do I do with myself? But, um, you know, I'm learning, even for me, I'm learning to like slow down and be like, you know what, it's okay to rest. Like, this is an odd time in history and we can't act like it's not a thing, you know? And so just learning to rest, um, and do nothing and, you know, just kind of maybe even daydream (laughs) for once, I think, uh, has been really fruitful for me. And I can imagine, you know, maybe the same for you.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, three days seems like a long time, but you would be surprised at how refreshed and ready to go people are after three days to do whatever you want—go for a walk, have a nap, yeah, read a book. Right? Um, I don't. I, I obviously, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, so it's kind of obvious that I would feel this way. But mm-hmm. I don't really believe that the nine to five grind is like the way that we're supposed to be living. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is so used to that, like, okay, nine to five, and then go home and eat dinner and whatever, and there's no time to really like enjoy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like a hundred hobbies. We're like, Oh yeah. What are you doing your spare time? I'm like, do you want me to list it all? Because I'm like average at like a jillion different things. And I find (laughs) all of them super fun and there's never enough time to do everything. So you know what? Three days is amazing. Yeah. And I'm I'm an outdoorsy person. So that also gives me like in the summer, I can like go on like a three day hike. So like leave Friday morning and then come back like Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's no service
1: when you go like backpacking in the wilderness. Right. So yeah, yeah. I love it. I love all that. It's like, hey, do you have time for me to list you all my hobbies? Because there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, okay, so we're gonna categorize by indoor and by outdoor, and then (laughs) how skilled am I in them? So like one, two, three.
1: <laughs> I, I love that so much, um, Amanda. I think it's really astounding, you know, that you built a business where your employees are also entrepreneurs. So uh, let's talk about that for people that are hearing about your company for the first time, like Avaz Social Media. Uh, what are you about, and and who do you love to serve?
2: So we are a organic social media management agency, which means we focus on community building. Mm. So we have the ability to do paid ads. That's just not what we love. It doesn't turn us on in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So um, we focus on really building a community and a fan base around brands and personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it's really hard to say who we serve because we serve everyone. Um, no client is too big or too small. Mm. Uh, there are certain industries that I personally don't really know much about. So I wouldn't go after those types of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but We serve people who want to show up authentically online and build communities around either their personal brand or their company.
1: Mm -hmm. I love it. Can you mention? And you don't have to like drop drop company names or anything. But any favorite clients uh, that you've been working with as of late? (laughs) I always name drop him because he's my favorite client. But Cameron (laughs) Harold is my like is my bro.
2: (laughs) Uh, I've been with him for like three years. He's an author of five books, international speaker, uh, and Mm -hmm. he runs the CEO Alliance. So, Cameron Harold as like a personality as well as a CEO Alliance are both clients of ours, mm. and they are super fun. And it's cool because he runs the CEO Alliance, and then he also has his coaching and uh, speaker business. Mm-hmm. So I'm running. Simultaneous strategies for him uh, between the two different plot or the two different companies, right? Because Cameron Hailed is a company, and then Seal Alliance is a company. Mm-hmm. So that's really really fun. And like leaders are definitely a niche that like I want to kind of focus more on moving forward in 2021 because they're super super fun to work with.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like you can get more decisions made <laughs> when you talk directly. If with you have leaders. direct
2: contact. So depending on the level of celebrity, uh, you might not actually have direct access to them. And mm-hmm. actually, when I was hired to work um, with COO Alliance originally, I never had direct access to Karen. I was only communicating through his old COO. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that relationship ended and she transitioned out and I had direct access to him, things took off. You know, like I can just ask him a question and he answers me. There's no like waiting five hours for an email response. And like social media is like right now, right? Or I can text him in the morning. Hey Cameron, can you go on Instagram and post a picture of blank today? And He's like, (laughs) all right, done. Right. Like, (laughs) so you need that direct line of communication when you're working with, um, like a personality, Mm -hmm. whereas with a business, you can kind of go a little bit more through like the chain of command because that's not as personal as like, hi, this is me and this is my social media feed. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, from my understanding, Amanda, you've been in business for about eight years now, which I think is, deserves a congratulations in itself. I think a lot of businesses, they say often like nine out of 10 businesses fail within their like first year and then another nine out of 10 fail within their first five years. So, you know, you made it, you know, you kind of made it through a threshold. Um, let's go back in time though. Tell me, how did you uh, start your agency to begin with?
2: Okay. I'm going to give you the Coles notes version here. Uh, so <laughs> I went to, yeah, I mean, I, I have podcast and reviews. If you want to listen to the whole thing, it's really, sure. Awesome. sure. Yeah. Give so us so a skinny I went to college, watch <laughs> college, uh, for integrated marketing communications, got a job at a bank, mm. <laughs> worked there for a year. And I think that my subconscious was like, okay, you're going to get comfortable with this steady paycheck. So then I was late three shifts in a row, got fired. Yay. <laughs> Uh, And then I got hired by a local company that was doing online directory listings, and I was running their social media accounts as an event promotion vehicle. Mm -hmm. So then I did that for a few months, and I actually got promoted to head office in Ottawa, Ontario. So I'm Canadian, by the way, and so is my company. Um, And then I was doing Ottawa kiosk event promotions, and again, Mm -hmm. using social media as a vehicle to help bring awareness to local events. So we were selling social media posts. Not the same as doing like a strategy for a single company. Anyway, Mm -hmm. in doing so, made lots of connections in Ottawa, worked with lots of companies. They're like, wow, you're doing a killer job of this social media. Mm -hmm. Look at how much you've grown these accounts. Would you be willing to help us on the side? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, what? Like, okay. So randomly on my lunch break at this job, I threw up a Wix website. I made a little shitty logo. I'm like, oh, (laughs) what should I name it? Ha ha. Like a boss was real cool then. Yeah. So I'm like, like a boss. Cause that's my name Threw the website up, sent a couple emails out and people were like, "Yep, yeah, okay. I like, we need help with social media. And then I went to the CEO of the company and I'm like, Hey, like, this is what I want to do on the side. Mm-hmm. And he was like, actually that's a conflict of interest. I'm like, but you don't sell social strategy. Mm-hmm. You sell social posts like an ad. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, you signed a non-compete or whatever. And I so I quit.
1: Nice, and then I
2: went into business for myself with like no income, and I got super scared (laughs) at the beginning, so Mm -hmm. I went and got myself a job selling cars at Honda. (laughs) (laughs) Really good at it. (laughs) Well, good for you. Uh, it took me about September, October, November, four months from like quitting the job to starting the business to like having the supplemental income from the car sales to actually get off the ground. Mm -hmm. And it was January that I got my first large client and I was actually doing hourly work for her. And I ended Mm -hmm. up being a contractor for her for five years. Mm -hmm. Her name's Leanna. Leanna. She will watch this.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Wow. And then, oh yeah, go on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> sorry.
2: Uh, so anyway, from there I was fully supporting myself working alone and I actually did it completely on my own for the first four and a half, five years. Mm. And it wasn't until a couple years ago that I brought my first employee on. And that is what allowed me to actually grow because there's only so many hours in a day and when you're doing it all by yourself. You can't just do more work, right? Like yeah. I was working 12, 14, 15 hours a day mm-hmm. and then being so exhausted, and I wasn't having any time to do anything fun. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I hired my first employee, and then I was like, oh, all well, this works off my plate, and now I can work on growing. And yeah. then I hired another one, and then I hired another one, and then I hired another one, and here we are. And yeah, it's awesome and I love my
1: job and my company. (laughs) I I love that so much. I'm in a place right now in my own business where um, it's like, I have help really readily available, but it's a matter of like sitting down and training them and, or at least like doing the tutorial videos and sending it over because we have different time zones and stuff like that. But uh, tell me about that shift where you're like, okay, I should, you know, like, because I think, I think for a lot of um, solopreneurs, you know, it's like you want to do everything, but you get to a place where obviously you can't. And so you have to hire out help. So what was that kind of like mind shift for you? Like, okay, like I'm ready. Like, was it a matter of like, maybe not trusting people or you just kind of knew like, okay, I need help. Like I need to bring on people.
2: Okay. So my story is probably a little different than a lot of people's. I'm glad you asked that. Mm-hmm. I did not have any plans to hire people and I did not have that shift in my mind. What mm-hmm. actually happened was I brought on an intern from the same program that I graduated from mm-hmm. and they do a pretty in-depth internship. Like she was with me full time for six weeks. And what happened is it was coming to the end of her six weeks and she had been doing so much work. I was mm-hmm. like, I have to hire her. Like, If she leaves, I'm going to be screwed. So (laughs) I hired her. That's, that's, that's literally what happened. Like honest truth. She came, she did lots of work. I was feeling relief. I was seeing how much more I could get done. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, like if she leaves, I'm going
1: to be screwed. So I have to keep her. Okay. How am I going to keep her? So I figured it out. I I love it. Yeah. And you didn't look back since. <laughs>
2: nope. Nope. Haven't looked since.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to know, uh, again, I, I do think being in business for eight years is a long time and worth celebrating. Uh, what would you say, you know, in addition to uh, hiring people has been sort of your key to success to stay sustainable?
2: There's not like one thing. Hiring was a big, big deal. Um, I definitely do say that in interviews a lot. Like that was a big turning point for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one was hiring a bookkeeper, which seems so mundane and boring, but it really allows you to have a line of sight into like where your money's going. So one thing that I found starting out as a solopreneur is like, it's, it's my name, it's my business, the money's going into my account. And I was doing a really poor job of tracking where things were going. Mm -hmm. Like money was just coming in and I didn't have a personal budget and it was like a free flow of like, Oh, like money, I'm going to go buy this and I'm going to get this software and I'm going to do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And then when I like sat down to try to figure it out on my own, obviously I'm not an accountant or a bookkeeper and it was kind of like way over my head. So when (laughs) I hired one, she's like, yeah, you like, you spent like $6,000 on meals last year for like clients and stuff. I'm like, what? (laughs) like, so, you know, just having a little bit of line of sight into the finances of your business, especially if you do want to be in business for a while, definitely important to have somebody like kind of keeping you in check as far as like where your money is going.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like, um, you need to earn a certain level of income before you get a bookkeeper, um, or the, the sooner, the better.
2: If you're just, just starting out and your income is really minimal, I don't think you need it because you can't, spend what you don't have. Right. But then once you hit that certain level um, and you're outputting a whole lot, that is when you need to start organizing where the money that's coming in is actually going in. So if if you're like a silly example, if you make dog treats and you started Mm -hmm. a dog treat business and you're selling, you know, maybe like $500 a month and you're still working full time, Mm -hmm. you can probably organize your own receipts because it's going to be like all the supplies you bought to make the treats. Right. And then whatever Mm -hmm. packaging goes out, um, and I don't know about the U S so this is cause I'm sure your audience is heavily in the U S, but like for us, we don't require a GST number until we hit a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like unless you're bringing in X amount of money a year through the business, you don't need to charge HST on your product. But I will also recommend opening up an HST for Canadians, opening up <laughs> an HST number, like right away, because what happens if you blow up and you start making, you hit that mark and you're
1: not charging HST, you're still going to get hit for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, taxes, yeah. <laughs> taxes, they're real. They need—they must be done and dealt with. <laughs> yeah. um, Amanda, I know that, uh, you know, you've hinted that you've been on, you know, many podcast shows and you've been interviewed multiple times. And so I am curious to know, is there a question that you wish a host such, a, such as myself would ask you more often?
2: So, this one never gets asked. And I'm like, <laughs> I always like have the screen open here. Like I know them, but I always have to read but I, I, I'm very, very proud of our company values. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like my entire team and I did this together. It wasn't just me like sitting down, like we had a big meeting about it. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm really proud of our company values and no one ever asked me what they are. So yeah.
1: Okay. So Amanda, um, you know, again, I I, I really admire, you know, how long you've been in business and, and now you're at a place where you're working with employees. Um, and there has to be a reason why I think your business is successful. And I imagine it has to be your company values. So can you tell us what your company values are?
2: (laughs) I sure can. So we have six. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So number one is lead with your heart. Mm -hmm. Number two is show up with authenticity. Number three is allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm. Number four is engage with your community. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Number five is never stop learning. And number
1: six is remember to have fun. Wow. That's, uh, let's just start with the first one. How did you as a company decide to lead with your heart?
2: This was something, so I'll, I'll t- tell you how we came up with it. So I just made this like silly spreadsheet and I said like, <laughs> tell me like five reasons why you love working for like a boss and everyone yeah. like put five things in there and like put their name beside it. So I can, it was also another reason for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so two of them wrote that I have a lot of heart And I thought that was really interesting. And I'm like, can you tell me what that means? And they're just like, you're just like, you love, you love it. Like you love Mm. your job. You love your business. You love your team. Like you're just, you have a lot of heart and I'm like, okay, so like lead with your heart. (laughs) So that just kind of like came out of it. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm leading. I have heart lead with your heart. Great. Mm. Um, but again, just like showing up and like, yes, it's hard to like dissect lead with your heart.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, well, authentic- I think like, I feel like the oh. best way, I'm sorry. I feel like the best way is how your, um, you know, your employees described it. It's like, Oh, you, you lead with your heart. You love what you do. And I, I think that's maybe how, what they mean. Um, and maybe how you're trying to describe what it means to lead with your heart. Yeah. I agree with that.
2: Yeah. So the second one is all about authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just like me. <laughs> um, I am me. I am nobody other than me. I don't know how to be anyone other than me. And I show up online as me. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are going to lurk me after, please do follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, You'll see that like I I can teach strategies on how to show up a certain way online, but Mm -hmm. I don't prescribe to like, I have to look perfect and I have to use filters and I have a preset on my feed. Like mm-hmm. if you look at my Instagram, the content is completely random and there's no <laughs> strategy because that's me as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like I'll post a guitar video. I, like two days ago, I posted me playing guitar. Yesterday I posted a video of me opening a box of hot sauces. I'm going to do the <laughs> hot ones challenge. Like that's me. I have to a hat on sometimes. I don't, I, you know, I'm very casual dress. Like Mm -hmm. And then I have this whole like hard, fast rule with like no filters. Like I do not put filters on any of my photos. I don't edit anything Mm -hmm. because I don't want to present something that's not real and authentic. So that's where that comes from. And I definitely recommend that to clients. doesn't mean you can't have a pretty Instagram feed or whatever, but like be who you are because you are what makes you, you not trying to be like this person over there because you're not ever going to be them Mm because you're, you are you. are you And then that kind of leads into the next one about vulnerability. So like, hi, I'm Andy. I'm a business owner. I'm 32 years old. And sometimes I get really sad and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to cry. And Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes business is really friggin' difficult, difficult and that, you know, it's, it's okay to feel that emotion and be vulnerable and share that. I'm not perfect. My business is not perfect. There's been tough times and vulnerability shows that you're a real person. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect. Like, I have this actual, like, secret, like, hate on for, like, the super perfect Instagram feeds of people. And I'm like, okay, you look real good in all your photos. Like, hats off. You are absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah. But, like, that's not
2: you. Like, you probably agonized over that one photo that fits into the aesthetic right. of your feed. And it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't, uh, resonate with that at all. And I can't bond with that. And it's not aligned with my values. Yeah. yeah. So, vulnerability is authenticity, vulnerability, and then the engagement section. Um, obviously, because we are a, uh, a community building company, engagement mm-hmm. is a huge, 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 huge part of what we do for our clients. So someone comments on your stuff. Get them back. like just comment back. It takes two <laughs> seconds, hire or hire me to do it for you. I'm great at it. I love it. <laughs> I love talking to strangers. Yeah. Um, engage with your community. Like what really hurts is like, I'll see an awesome feed. And there's like all these people leaving like such great comments. Mm. And then there's no interaction from the company or the personality or the brand. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, these people are taking the time to actually leave you a comment. Like don't have people just follow you and lurk. They don't like, they don't comment taking the time to comment. Like that's such a big thing. Right. Engage with your community and make them feel loved. It's seen. And that, you know, that's an easy way to build business without spending thousands of dollars on right. And then right. never stop learning as a social company. Everything's always changing. Right? Um, right. And I invest a lot of money into education opportunities for my staff. So like Social Media Marketing World or Billy Jean's course or whatever cool things out there um, to keep them like up to date with what's happening. Because mm-hmm. the strategies that I was using two years ago are not working anymore. Let's mm-hmm. just be real here. <laughs> um, and then at the end, we got have fun. Social media is
1: fun. So have fun. Uh, I love it. So a recap, lead with your heart, show up with authenticity, allow yourself to be vulnerable, engage with community, never stop learning and have fun. Um, I love that last note because it's like, I mean, the first five are already like, wow, like I could be human at my job, like that's cool. And I can have fun, like the last point. Um, I think I think that's beautiful. And I could tell that uh, you and your team put a lot of thought into it. And uh, I feel like in 2021, more people should add those values to their company. Like, it, I feel like there's no better time to celebrate humanity or being human or being imperfect than now, especially since uh, 2020 happened. <laughs> ah. I, think it, I think it really brought it out of all of us to be more compassionate and, you know, uh, build community and everything. And I think that you uh, really epitomize epitomize that, Amanda. So thank you for sharing those values. Thank you so much for asking me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Well, I I very much enjoyed our conversation today, Amanda. Before we go, anything else uh, you want our listeners to know who are small business owners and entrepreneurs?
2: Sure. So sometimes um, done is better than perfect. So don't agonize too much over that one piece of content. Cause in reality, it's probably not going to go viral. Um, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and keep it
1: consistent. Beautiful. Well done. I mean, I mean, beautifully said, I love everything that you shared. And obviously if people want to learn more or work with you, they could definitely reach out to you. So Amanda, thanks again for joining us here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I really enjoyed our conversation today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun.
1: Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Amanda. Um, wait, re- let, me, let me make sure I do this right. Relay. Can you say your last name one more time? Relay. Relier Relier. Perfect. Okay. So this is Amanda Relier Voss. She, she is the CEO and owner of Like A Voss Social Media. And you can check out our website at likeavosssm, as in socialmedia.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.